when you shift your mindset and you shift to more positive thoughts that have higher frequencies, you are going to attract more people that are on that same frequency. You are going to start attracting more situations that are on that frequency. And I can guarantee you that you will start seeing a shift with not only yourself, with the people around you and things happening in your life. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Diary of an Empath. We have the holidays that are right around the corner. Thanksgiving just passed. We have Christmas that's coming up. I hope all of you had an amazing Thanksgiving for those of you that are tuning in when this episode comes out. So what a better way to have an introduction to gratitude. It's such an amazing time of year to focus on the things that we do have rather than the things that we don't. So it's all about shifting the mindset. So today I want to talk about what is gratitude. We're going to go over the benefits of gratitude, both from a physiological, psychological, and a spiritual perspective. We're also going to talk about the science behind gratitude, especially for my clinicians, my people who like the clinical background and the science component. We're definitely going to get into the science behind it and ways to implement protocols and practices of gratitude in your daily life. So let's talk about gratitude. What is it? Gratitude is the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. It's really just about shifting your mindset to positive thinking, shifting it from the things that you don't have to the things that you do, making conscious efforts to count your blessings. Gratitude is an emotion, and it's an emotion that makes a person feel happier. Gratefulness is also a mood as well as a personality trait. So not only is it a mood, but it can be part of someone's personality. Some people are more inclined to feel grateful as a daily habit. Some people are just happier people. You know, sometimes if you've ever met someone at work or church, someone who's just constantly happy, and that's just part of who they are as their personality. But you can train your brain to switch that mindset to be more happier. Gratitude is both a temporary feeling and a dispositional trait. So it is something that you can train your brain to do more often. So yes, we can feel temporary feelings of gratitude, but we can also do it so much that it becomes a habit Not only does it become a habit, but then it becomes part of your characteristic traits. And in both cases, gratitude involves a process of recognizing first that you have obtained a positive outcome and second, that there is an external source for that good outcome. So let's get into the science and the data. One thing that has always really fascinated me is how the brain can change when we train it to change, especially when I work with my clients with cognitive behavioral therapy, which is really shifting the mindset. It's really amazing how making these subtle changes with your behaviors can shift the mindset and change the brain. So research has shown an overwhelming connection between gratitude and good health, proving that it improves interpersonal relationships at home and work. Expressing gratitude to others, but also ourselves, induces positive emotions that consequently will impact our well-being. It releases stress, it improves the quality of sleep, and it builds emotional awareness. 
So you can see that when you have all these components and all these positive changes, it must relay some changes on the brain. There was a study that analyzed words used by two different groups of people to understand how gratitude helps improve mental health. One group had to write gratitude letters to someone, whereas the other group had to write unpleasant experiences. The results concluded that gratitude might produce better mental health by shifting one's attention away from toxic emotions, such as anger, sadness, or envy. And this means that when people are in a grateful state, it might become more difficult to ruminate on their negative experiences and emotions. There was also another study done by Joshua Brown. He's a professor of psychological and brain sciences at the Indiana University, as well as Joel Wong, and it looked at the effects of gratitude expression on neural activity. The study showed that specific areas of the brain are involved in experiencing and expressing gratitude. They took brain scans of people that were assigned these tasks, and they stimulated expressions of gratitude. And it was long-lasting changes that were shown in the prefrontal cortex that heightened the sensitivity to future experience of gratitude. So it made lasting changes. It wasn't temporary. They did these scans of these people that were involved in the study, and they showed permanent changes in the prefrontal cortex. So then the question was raised, how does gratitude do this? One way is by stimulating two important regions in our brain. We have the hypothalamus, which regulates stress, and the ventral tegmental area, which plays a significant role in the brain's reward system that produces feelings of pleasure specifically effects of dopamine and serotonin. So think about when you're gambling or when you're doing something that is producing a reward, that feeling of I did it or that feeling of good job, that's that dopamine that's being released. And when you're in love and when you meet someone for the first time and you're getting those butterflies, that's that serotonin release. So these same areas of the brain are being affected by gratitude, the dopamine and the serotonin. So when we express gratitude and we, when we receive the same, our brain is releasing the dopamine and the serotonin. And those are two crucial neurotransmitters that are responsible for our emotions. They make us feel good. They enhance our mood immediately. So they're making us feel happy. Those are all the feel good, the I love yous, the reward systems. And by consciously practicing gratitude every single day, we can help these neural pathways to strengthen themselves and ultimately create a permanent, grateful, and positive nature within ourselves. So essentially, you are teaching yourself how to be happy. You are teaching your brain how to create these neural pathways to be permanent and not something that is just temporary. There's a neuroscientist that I follow and he has a great podcast. His name is Dr. Andrew Huberman. He is a professor at the University of Stanford. And when I listen to his podcast, he talks a lot about neuroplasticity. And neuroplasticity is the brain's ability to change and grow in the response to repetitive changes in thought, behavior, environment, and emotions. And if you look at the studies, it shows that our brains continue to develop and grow stronger in the places that respond to positive or negative stimuli. So when you're practicing meditation, when you're practicing compassion and gratitude, the brain circuitry changes to become more likely to go into the feelings of well-being. The places of our brain responsible for those happy feelings get bigger and the more active where the negative centers, they are less, essentially. So again, we're teaching our brain how to work. We're teaching our brain how to feel. So that's the neuroplasticity component. 
And Dr. Huberman always talks about how gratitude is not just a social construct. It's a real neurobiological phenomenon that is powerful for bringing and deepened sense of well-being, connectedness, and enhancing our relationship to ourselves and the people around us, as well as the things around us. So it's not just a spiritual component, but we're really looking at the science behind it because when we're practicing gratitude, we are looking at it from a neuroplasticity standpoint that we can change the function of our brains. I really find the limbic system in general extremely fascinating because that's the part of our brain that's responsible for all of the emotional experiences that we have and that we encounter. It consists of the thalamus, the hypothalamus, the amygdala, the hippocampus, and the, I think I'm saying this right, the cingulate gyrus. I might be mispronouncing it. Sorry for all of you spellbees out there. Um, But studies have shown that the hippocampus and the amygdala in particular are the two main sites for regulating emotions, memory, bodily function. They all get activated with feelings of gratitude. So all of these studies are showing how these different areas of the brain are not only being affected, but then the parts of the brain that is responsible for negative emotions are being deactivated. So again, neuroplasticity, it's changing the brain. It's changing the way that the brain is wired and that the brain can learn different neural pathways if you teach it to. UCLA does a lot of great research in this area. They specifically have a clinic called the Mindful Awareness Research Center. And they stated that gratitude does change the neural structures in the brain. They make us feel happier. They make us feel more content. And feeling grateful and appreciating others when they do something good for us triggers the good hormones, that dopamine, that serotonin that we talked about, and it regulates the effective functioning of the immune system. And scientists have suggested that by activating the reward center of the brain, that's that dopamine, gratitude exchange and alters the way that we see the world and ourselves. Dr. Alex Korb, he has a book called Upward Spiral. And in that book, he mentioned that gratitude forces us to focus on the positive sides of life. So when we give and receive thank you or telling people that we are appreciative of them, our brain is automatically redirected to pay attention to what we have. And this produces the intrinsic motivation and a strong awareness of the present. And if you listen to my past episodes, I've talked a lot about intrinsic motivation. And that's when we're doing things because it's driving us. We're doing things because we want to do them, not because we have to do them. For example, extrinsic motivation is when you have to go to work because you have to pay the bills, but it's maybe not what you're really, really wanting to do or finding fulfillment from. So when you're producing the intrinsic motivation, you have a stronger awareness of the present. It helps you to be more mindful. And also at the neurochemical level, gratitude acts as a catalyst for those neurotransmitters like the serotonin, the dopamine, the norepinephrine, the ones that manage all of our emotions. And that's controlling the anxiety and how we respond to stress. There's a lot of evidence on the effect of gratitude on trauma. Remember, during a traumatic event, people intrinsically, they go to, it's it's a stress response. It's like this automatic stress response that we have. It's called the fight, flight, freeze mechanism. So sometimes we'll either go into this fight mechanism, we might go into flight mode, or we might freeze up and it's triggered. So they're going to do one of these three things. And when the traumatic event has passed, the trauma trigger still remains. So people that go through these traumatic events, they can be re-triggered to feel that the danger has returned by the things that look, sound, smell, 
or feel like things they experienced at the time of the trauma, especially when it comes to PTSD. So as a result, people who have been through trauma can feel hypervigilant. It's almost like feeling on all the time or feeling on edge and feeling like the world is not a safe place. They still are in that mindset and the way that their brain has been rewired is teaching them the world is not safe. Therefore, I always have to be on edge. I always have to be hypervigilant. So if you're living everyday life feeling like the world is not a safe place, feeling like you're in danger everywhere you go, it's a chronic sense of danger that activates a withdrawal response. It's avoidance. And the number one criteria for PTSD is avoiding and intrusive thoughts, withdrawal. It's very, very common with people who have individualized trauma. Gratitude for trauma victims can be very beneficial, but it's not easy because you have to work really, really hard to change your mindset. And it's a cognitive approach as well as a spiritual approach. And it's not always easy to rewire these thoughts that have become habit in your brain. It's challenging. But the reason has to do with an overactive nervous system. And for many survivors of trauma, the reactive part of the brain is in charge most of the time. So you have this part of the brain that's reactive. You went through this trauma, your brain is thinking that it's not a safe place. So that reactive part of the brain, that flight or fight mode is activated. So it's about rewiring the nervous system. You have an overactive nervous system, so it's difficult to rewire that. So it can be challenging. The responsive, proactive, concept-oriented part of the brain, the part of the brain that initiates the gratitude, it may mostly be on the sidelines. So it's not because you don't try. It's not because you don't want to be positive. It's just that the hyperactive nervous system holds you in a constant state of anxious reactiveness. So it's really more neurological than people truly understand. It's not you. It's not your fault. You just have to learn to rewire your brain because the pain of the trauma has left the brain feeling not engaged enough to overcome those feelings and contemplate the gratitude on an ongoing basis. So it's something that you have to practice continuously. Even coming from a cognitive behavioral approach, you literally have to do this every single day. And eventually when your brain starts to learn that neuroplasticity and starts to learn how to rewire itself, it becomes easier and easier to then reset and then have these habits of thinking in a more positive way. And what I find so fascinating, and it's why I love studying the brain, studies show that it can buffer trauma, not only from previous traumas, but also with future traumas to how we react to traumatic events. So essentially, when you are practicing gratitude and you're practicing how to rewire the circuits in your brain, it will then change how you react to trauma in the future. So you may not have the same type of trauma response. God forbid you go through another trauma, but then you teach your brain how to react appropriately, store that traumatic event appropriately, and then react to future events appropriately. So let's talk about effects of gratitude on physical and mental health. So we know that gratitude can affect the brain. So does it affect mental health? Anxiety is something that we all deal with on or at some point in our life. Anxiety can be very normal, but at what point does anxiety become too much? If it's affecting your relationships, if it's affecting your work life, if it's affecting your social life. So can gratitude reduce anxiety? So anxiety is our body's inbuilt wake-up call that alerts us against danger. When fear sets in, our body releases hormones, 
It creates that fight or flight response and we react. The brain doesn't get much time to analyze what's right or what's wrong and that adrenaline rush begins, that epinephrine starts to kick in. The worst upshot of anxiety is that it makes us feel insecure. We start questioning our inner strengths and eventually coping mechanisms, they start failing. There's a good book called Grateful Brain, or I think it's called The Grateful Brain, and it's by Alex Korb. He said that we condition our brain to essentially function in a repeated way. So for example, if you're someone who worries all the time about what can happen, you are going to subconsciously rewire your brain to process negative information only. Our mind can't focus on the positive and the negative at the same time. So you have to teach it to think positive. By consciously practicing gratitude, you can train the brain to attend selectively to positive emotions and thoughts. Thus, you will reduce your anxiety and feelings of apprehension. So again, it's talking about that cognitive behavioral approach and that neuroplasticity, teaching the brain to rewire itself and teaching your brain how to have those positive thoughts so therefore it continues in the future. At a neurobiological level, the gratitude is regulating the sympathetic nervous system that activates our anxiety responses. And at the psychological level, it's conditioning the brain to filter those negative ruminations and focus on the positive thoughts. So we're looking at not only a physiological level, but we're also looking at a neurobiological level with that nervous system. Remember, we talked about having to rewire the nervous system because if your nervous system is activated, we have to teach your body how to rewire itself. Because of the implications and anxiety reduction that gratitude practices are showing, especially with the research and the data, you're seeing a much more higher significant part of gratitude practices being implemented in therapy, coaching, online. It's becoming much more prevalent in our society and much more accepted in the scientific field as well in the cognitive and the holistic fields as well. I personally use this with my clients. I've used it to treat PTSD, social phobias, anxiety, in my spiritual practice, in relationships. Gratitude is something that can be used in all aspects of your life. Gratitude is a natural detox. There was a mental health specialist that conducted several studies on stress and health. His name is Robert Emmons. I think I'm saying it right. Robert Emmons, Robert Emmons. And it indicated that gratitude effectively releases stress hormones and increases positive emotions like happiness. So it's a stress reliever. It's a natural detox. So if you do this every day and you commit to a daily practice, it will reduce an array of negative emotions and act as a natural stress detox for the mind and the body. And I think too often we live in a society where everyone just wants a quick fix. Everyone wants to take a pill. We have a society of instant gratification. I've talked about this on previous episodes. We want instant gratification when it comes to dating, when it comes to ordering things on Amazon, we want it right away. We want to fix our health right away. And the reality is that nothing worth having is going to come easy. It takes work. So you have to commit to a daily practice in order to see effective change. You're not going to see instant gratification. Now, of course, you might feel better for a little bit, but if you want to see real effective change, you have to commit to doing this every single day. And I tell a lot of my patients and a lot of my clients, especially those that are going through depression, you know, depression, it has a psychological and a neurochemical base. 
And both of them can be addressed by just doing daily gratitude practices. When we take our attention from problems to solutions, gratitude practice will hit those serotonin, the dopamine, the oxytocin, all those neurotransmitters that make us feel good. I can guarantee you if you do a daily gratitude, you will not need to be on depressive meds. Now, I'm not by all means saying that medication is sometimes not needed because there are some cases where it is absolutely needed and there are lots of studies that show that medication with treatment can be very effective. However, a lot of people do not practice a daily gratitude. They don't try to shift their mindset. And gratitude can be an intervention for treating depression that's convenient, less time-consuming, less expensive, and useful for a long-term plan. It's something that enhances your emotional well-being, brings forth happiness, life satisfaction, positive emotional states. It helps your physical health. We haven't even gotten into the numerous studies that have been examined between the gratitude and physical health markers such as cardiovascular health, stress, inflammation, pain perception, and sleep. One study in particular found that keeping a gratitude journal improved blood pressure. There was another study that found that focusing on things to be grateful about before bed each night increased pre-sleep calmness. And there was another study that I read about that found people who kept a gratitude journal for at least 14 days reported fewer headaches, clearer skin, and you know I'm always about clear skin, I'm always about my skincare, so anything that can help that, yes, less stomach pain and reduce congestion. So if you look at the data, and this is researched data, not only is this improving health, it's also improving mental health from a physiological standpoint, a psychological standpoint, and even our brain function. And that's not even talking about the spiritual components and how that can help you spiritually. As a very spiritual person, regardless of what your religious beliefs are, regardless of if you believe in a higher power or not, I can guarantee you that when you practice and implement a daily gratitude practice in your everyday life, you are going to start attracting things that are on that same frequency. Everything is energy. So when you put out a frequency with your thoughts, that thought has a specific frequency. It's measurable. How you're listening to this podcast right now is through frequencies. We can't see them, but we know they exist. So when you have negative thoughts, you are transmitting lower frequencies into the universe, and that is what you are going to attract back. It's the law of attraction. Like attracts like. So if you're submitting a lower frequency into the universe, that is what you are going to attract back, something that is equal to that frequency. When you shift your mindset, and you shift to more positive thoughts that have higher frequencies, you are going to attract more people that are on that same frequency. You are going to start attracting more situations that are on that frequency. And I can guarantee you that you will start seeing a shift with not only yourself, with the people around you and things happening in your life. So let's talk about ways to implement gratitude practices because we've talked about all the data We know how it can improve your life, but how can you actually implement these gratitude practices? We talked a little bit about a gratitude journal. There's a really great journal that I personally use. 
If you go on my website, www.therapeutichealingbyreese.com, and you go to my recommendations tab, you will see recommendations of different books that I recommend. One of those books is called The Five-Minute Journal. I highly recommend this. It doesn't take long, five minutes in the morning, five minutes in the afternoon. You write in the journal and you just say, these are the things that I am showing my gratitude for today. I do this when I wake up and I do this right before I go to bed. Another thing that I highly recommend, I know I've spoken about this on previous episodes, is to stay off your phone in the morning. Check your Instagram, check your Facebook later, but right when you wake up, do not look at your phone. Give yourself that space to be present. Give yourself that space to feel gratitude. Give yourself that space to not be implementing negative thoughts and to be distracted by other things going on in the world. Give yourself that space to yourself, even if it's just five, 10 minutes in the morning while you brush your teeth, while you sit with your thoughts and you focus on your gratitude, even if that's in your head. Another great way to practice gratitude is through meditation. I love the idea of meditations. I love what it does for your brain. I love what it does for your health. I love what it does in terms of raising your vibration and your frequencies spiritually. There's just so many amazing things that meditation can do for your life. Practicing a daily meditation, even if you can do it a couple times a week, will greatly improve areas of your life. And it's a great way to really focus on gratitude and implement these protocols into your daily practices. Another thing that I like to do, I always tell, I always tell my clients, and to be honest with you, I need to get better at myself, is grounding your energy. Spend time in nature, meditate, get your bare feet on the ground. Even just spending some time outside is a really great way to ground because if you are an empath, or someone who is really sensitive to energy, you are probably like an emotional sponge just sucking up all the emotions of people who are around you. That is draining. If you do not release that energy, especially if you're someone who works in a field of helping others, social work, nursing, doctors, or whatever it is, you have to get that energy out. You have to. So grounding is a really good way to allow yourself to express gratitude and to release some of that built-up energy. Another way of implementing a good protocol for expressing gratitude is just expressing gratitude. Everything around you, you can express gratitude for. Having two feet to walk on, being able to have a car to get yourself to work, being able to have fingers to feed yourself, being able to express your love to someone. All of those things are great gratitude practices because there's someone out in the world that doesn't have those things. So everything that you do in your life, you can express gratitude for. Shift your focus on what you do have rather than what you don't, no matter how small it is. There's tons of books out there that I recommend. Again, if you go to my website, www.therapeutichealingbyreese.com, Go under the recommendations tab. I have quite a few books that I recommend. The Secret is an awesome book. The Magic, The Five-Minute Journal. And there's a really good book too by a guy that I follow named Stephen Bartlett. It's called Happy Sexy Millionaire. And that's just a great book overall if you're just trying to improve yourself as an entrepreneur, as a person, in your relationships, in your job. Awesome book. I also recommend following him. He's an awesome guy. Highly recommend him. So all of these things are protocols that you can practice every day 
And again, if you just do this every single day, even making these small shifts and small changes, you will teach your brain, your body, and yourself how to implement these changes so that it becomes a daily habit. So I challenge you to do this for 30 days. Take 30 days and commit to doing a daily gratitude practice. And I wanna hear about it. If you do this for 30 days and it doesn't change your life, I wanna know. I wanna know if it does or if it doesn't because I can guarantee you that after these 30 days, you will be a different person. So again, thank you all for your support. I am so humbled at the growth of the podcast. And what keeps me going is when you all send me messages on how you're enjoying the podcast, that it's resonating. I love the reviews. I read them. It really helps the podcast grow. So if you're listening, please take a few minutes and leave a review because it does help the podcast reach more people. And the goal is to help as many as possible. This is what keeps me going. So again, thank you all for listening. And until next time, see you on the next episode of Diary of an Empath.